Oh, VR. VR is a bit shit, isn't it, huh? Because it seems like with a new game, we'll see the same challenge continues, but the same trend. Who can bury Liverpool more with their stupid-ass, outrageous fucking decisions? And this one was not an exception, because here we had an awful referee decision when it comes to penalties. Uh, but before this, let's talk about the game in general. It wasn't a very entertaining game, was it? I was mostly looking at UFC and sometimes looking at this game. So that tells you a lot of things, because I'm not very much a UFC guy. So, the most <laughs> exciting thing was, apart from goals, was the fact that Jota started with Mane, Firmino and Salah, which raised a lot of questions like, well, well, what? Will it work? Where will he play? Where will Firmino play? Because probably if uh, Jota is playing, Firmino should play a little bit lower and Salah is a striker. And it worked, you know. Obviously, it's all could have gone to shit after first 10 minutes, thanks to VAR, our best friend, after an obvious, okay, obvious fall, sure, from Fabinho, that was outside of the line, or at least right on the line, and yeah, he fell down over the line, but it's still not a penalty, I am so fucking done with this stupid ass decisions, because otherwise it was very much game for Liverpool, uh, Sheffield had the chances, you know, they were not shit, they were useless in attack. They had 13 shots overall, not bad, but they had only 2 shots in target, pretty disgraceful, right? Great. But uh, overall, if not that stupid ass moment, it would have been complete domination by Liverpool, which is basically what happened with our like near 60% uh, possession and basic control of the game. As I said, this was the only clear moment. And you know me, I don't have any disrespects towards Sheffield or basically any other team. I'm very respectful to every single team. But this 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 thing, this fucking VR, I'm all for VR. That's the funniest thing. And this motherfucking asshole decides to turn on me second game in a row. Why? Why are you doing this to me? You fucking blind assholes. Okay, I think I struggle enough with the alpha today. I don't want to go anywhere near to it because we have El Clasico later on to touch on where VR was also a little bit weird. But enough of VR on this game. If we're talking about this game, as I said, Sheffield was pretty, pretty much poor when it came to attack. Two good opportunities, one with a penalty, which was a goal, another one, great save from Allison. Nothing really came in from Sheffield. I am disappointed with how they started this season. They're right now right at the bottom of the league. Uh, they barely scoring. They have zero points, if I remember correctly. They play in very... Defending, but also not as entertaining style of football as they did last year. They were a big surprise last season, which shocked everyone in the Premier League, even Sheffield United fans. But this season, unfortunately, they can't seem to carry on this 
incredible satisfaction that came with their matches, or at least with the results that they gave to Sheffield United fans. And it's a big disappointment because I really enjoyed them last season. But this season, uh, yeah, it all went to shit, right? What didn't went to shit was our defense. If we're not counting this fucking fantasy, we were very solid once again. Uh, men of the match, if uh, we're going to look at Liverpool.com uh, and basically a lot of resources as well, Joe Gomez was man of the match and I cannot really say that he doesn't deserve it. He did. Another solid performance. Ajax, now Sheffield, very much taking control of himself and actually doing what we all expected him to do. Actually stepping up and becoming our second best defender, uh, next to Fabinho, of course. And this is a little bit surprising because I was expecting him to go in a row with couple good, couple bad performances here and there, but right now, he's on fucking fire, and I cannot say that I'm fucking disappointed because he is great. Winning balls, uh, interception, everything. Just perfect. I really enjoy looking at him, even though once again he gave away some chances to Sheffield. Uh, there is no surprise in this. He's still not a perfect defender, and nobody is. So if you're gonna give away a couple of moments here and there, I can accept it. The best thing is he's in form. He's actually back into his best form, or at least close to it, and this is very good news for Liverpool, because right now, the pressure that defense and opposition fans, you know, gave to Liverpool's squad, slowly fades away. It's still there, and still a pretty big one, but it slowly disappears, because they're showing that even without Van Dijk, they're capable of getting results, and they're capable of performing well in defense which was the main concern. In attack, uh, we're still decent because guess who scored? Fermina did. Oh, beautiful scenes. But uh, obviously it was mostly Mane who goes around, shoots, goalkeeper saves, but it bounces right to Fermina's leg and he scores it. It doesn't matter that it was a tap-in. It doesn't fucking matter because he finally scored. It's been a long one, but he did it. And I cannot be more proud for him. And a second goal came in, and it was a funny one, because I didn't see it coming, because it was a cross, uh, and the source, when I was watching it, decided to lack. And I saw Jota just heading it, and it frozen. And I was like, well, it's a nice shot, and it's a shame it glitched, but I'm more than sure that he missed because, you know, he's quite small and there is a bigger defender. It's probably a tough situation, tough position to shoot from. Uh, he's probably going to miss it. What do you know? It unfrozen and they celebrate. And I was like, fucking hell, my little mission. You actually did it. Fuck you, the frozen glitch and shit. But I, I'm so proud of you. And yeah, he's not measured, but come on. It's so nice to see Jota actually stepping up and... It's, what, his second or third goal in Liverpool shirt? And so far, he's shown to every doubter that he's a decent player who deserves 
to get his opportunities, who deserves to get near the starting eleven from time to time, or at least be the first guy on the bench who, go, who will come in and save the game. And you know what? I love it. I was over the moon when we signed him because I knew that he was a quality player. It's a shame that Rigi will not get any opportunity in the Premier League unless we definitely need him in a boxing day because we need to rotate the squad as much as we possibly can. But he will just take the spot of Rigi because he's so damn good. Shakiri probably says goodbye, bye, bye to the opportunities as well, if we're being honest. And as I said, there is one more moment that we need to cover on in this game. It was a solo beautiful goal. Uh, it was in the beginning of the second half, if I remember correctly. It was still 1-1. And it was a beautiful goal. He flicked it to himself. He shoot it. He scored while the ball was still in the air. But it was disallowed. Rightfully so. Here is no argument with the referee. He was offside a little bit, but he still was offside. But a beautiful goal. That was mm, just beautiful. Unfortunately, not as beautiful as his whole fucking game because apart from this moment, he was, uh, I don't know where he was. He was quite poor. And I know that Salah supporters, not Liverpool supporters, will tear me apart saying that I'm shitting on Salah, but it's not true. He had an average, maybe a little bit less than an average game. And we need to say that apart from this great, beautiful moment, he didn't really do anything at all. And his presence on the pitch wasn't that effective. It was barely noticeable, if we're being honest. You can, of course, blame me for not noticing his greatness because I was watching UFC more, but you'll be correct. Kinda. But I'm still standing by my logic that he wasn't really that good in this match. But he had this great moment, so we're not gonna tear him apart or anything like this. We're just gonna notice the fact that he was quite poor. Quite average. Okay. And overall, it was a good performance from Liverpool. Uh, okay, at best, from Sheffield. Very disappointing, for being honest. And, uh, yeah. If we're talking about performances, let's touch on this subject as well. I really want to talk about Manchester City going... 1-1 with West Ham. And it really did surprise me. Because it's the worst start in Pep Guardiola's career. And of course you can say that, oh, it's a very challenging times for everyone. But for footballers, there is no time to chill. There's no time to take a breath, oh, you know, and take a second game chill out and then play again or just you know have a little bit of rest they need to go all in every single week twice a week three times a week it doesn't matter you know they need to go all out and city are very much struggling because of this there is no denying because you can look at atalanta sevilla even Shakhtar. you know they all lost or lost some points in the games that they played in their in the league and City might be falling victim of the same thing you know there's a lot of matches and the players who didn't have enough rest after 
the shutdown of the league, continuance of the league, and then an another little break. They still need this rest, and they just cannot play on top of their performance. And I can agree with this, but if we're being honest, I think there is uh, something more to it. I think that Pep Guardiola is a little bit off lately, and of course, it's not only a football thing, but also the loss of his mother is a very tough thing to go through, I would assume, and... Uh, you know, I wish him only the best because it doesn't matter that we are rivals. Those type of things are, uh, are very hard to take and there should be no second thoughts. You should always feel sorry and feel that he will be better and stronger than ever. But unfortunately, this, those events all lie down very badly for Manchester City because right now they are looking, if not worse than they ever did under Guardiola, at least they're looking without any sort of fire in their arms, you know, they are not energetic, they barely want to do anything, and even though they're trying, they cannot do anything, and it was very clear in this match, because in the first half, obviously that beautiful over-the-head kick by Antonia, another great player that a lot of people said, He's done at any level. And even at West Ham, he's done. He's rubbish and he will never get an opportunity to prove us wrong. For them, second year in a row, second season in a row, he's putting another and another and another great performance and shutting down every single critic, making them all admire him and say that he's a bowler, that he's a great player, but not quite there to be in a bigger club. But everybody now at least knows that he's pretty good. And he showed it once again here by scoring this incredible goal. And the thing that I noticed in the first half was that if West Ham would defend as they did in the first half and attack a little bit more, they will be able to break Manchester City and they will be able to score another goal because Manchester City tried to attack, barely did anything with their attacks, and then their defense would fall apart. You know, it doesn't matter it would be a mistake, it doesn't matter it would be the pace of West Ham players, but they look shaky. Not like fully open like Real Madrid against Shakhtar, but they were average at best. In the second half, they picked themselves up, West Ham didn't have enough pressure, they didn't put enough pressure on Manchester City, and Phil Foden scored. And after that, I thought, okay, now it's game over, and like always, Manchester City will score another one and win by one goal, maybe even two, who knows, but they will be able to win. And it seemed like that Yermolenko and some other players did everything they could to give uh, Manchester City more and more opportunities by giving stupid passes, lose the ball in a very dangerous positions. But nothing that West Ham players did to give away any opportunity to Manchester City actually helped Manchester City. Because after that Foden goal, they had a couple more decent chances when De Bruyne, uh, De Bruyne came in. But if we're being honest, they didn't really have another incredible shot another 
100% sitter or just, you know, a very good opportunity. They were off, you know, they didn't create anything. And that what surprised me the most because West Ham did have a couple of attacks that could have at least be counted as short on target at the end. City, on the other hand, barely created anything. And that really took me by surprise because it's what they do every single time. If they are losing, they will find their internal strength and they will push their opponents down. They will score to equalize and they will score another one. And maybe another one just for fun. But at least one more to win. And here, unfortunately, they couldn't do this. And I don't know... Will this trend, you know, stop for Manchester City? And will they be able to pick themselves up and actually become the same Manchester City that they were a couple of seasons before? Fighting for the champions, uh, or for the Premier League champions, fighting for Champions League glory. But right now, they don't seem right. Obviously, there's a lot of things that we should consider while we're talking right now about Manchester City. Injuries, Pep Guardiola and his, you know, tragedy. And just the fact that there is no rest for those players. But the same can be said about a lot of teams. So there's not really much to talk about apart from injuries or Pep Guardiola's state of mind right now. So it will be very interesting to see whether that... Manchester City will be able to bounce back and actually come back to their winning side? Or will this season be a total failure or at least okay one for Manchester City? Yeah, I guess that's two matches that I really wanted to talk about right now. And I hear you soon.